0: It's the Task Management and Time Blocking Podcast, episode 25. Like most people who do knowledge work, you have a surplus of tasks waiting for you to complete everywhere you look. Your inboxes, to-do lists, and task management software are full to the brim. You want to be on top. You want to be free of any feelings of overwhelm free of a backlog, but there seems to be no way out. You ask yourself, have I created a problem for myself by writing down all my unfinished tasks? Does it make sense to save my unread emails? Why can't I just get rid of them all and pretend as if they never even happened? You wonder, maybe if I were a superstar in this area, I would never fall behind on the job of emptying my inboxes and to-do lists. But question is, is that even possible now or in the future? In this whole episode, I'll be sharing my most recent thoughts about the skill of emptying and exploring new thinking that can help you make some headway. I'm Francis Wade and welcome to the Task Management and Time Blocking podcast. And welcome back. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, I just want to explain a couple of things. First is that this is not the usual kind of podcast in that here we actually are trying to solve a particular problem. In this case, the problem of having full email inboxes and to-do lists. And if you've again, if you've never heard us before, you may not quite understand that we spend the first part of the podcast trying to define the problem. So we spend a lot of time diagnosing before we actually get into solutions and implementation. And why do we do that? Well, it's not because Einstein said this, but Einstein did say, if I had an hour to solve a problem, I'd spend 55 minutes thinking about the problem and five minutes thinking about solutions. That's probably good enough for us, right? If Albert Einstein can say that, then we can actually follow it, I guess. So let's start with the story. A year ago, Anita accepted an offer of her first promotion. She imagined more time spent with employees, coaching and guiding them to higher performance and personal fulfillment. But her reality is very different. Instead, it's all about checking and responding to email. If she hated this routine before she got promoted, she was mistaken, ha ha ha. In fact, she should have rejoiced because now, It's become a a three-hour-a-day burden. This week, she's looking at a growing stack of over 3,500 emails that she hasn't touched. And it's grown by a 1,000 in the last two months, she realizes. She's aware of Inbox Zero, but thinks it would never work for her. She tried converting emails into tasks, and saving it, saving them, in a task management app, but that seemed to make things worse. The only tactic that seems to work is to do email on weekends or holidays. Also, her sick days and vacation days have become de facto email days. It's awful. These are the only times that she has to catch up. The only consolation is that the other managers agree this is the most useless part of the job and the one they could do without. So she's not alone. So she started to think there's nothing she can do. But she knows that's not an answer. There's a guy in the office who is so bad at responding to email that no one sends him any. Is that some kind of perverse answer or solution? So... Anita is struggling with this issue and she's not alone. Everyone, lots of people who are just like her. And as you're listening, you may ask yourself, how, how am I dealing with my backlog? I've got unread or read emails, emails in inboxes. I have tasks in to-do lists in different places that I have captured. How am I coping? Now, if you've, if you've hopefully listen to episode 23 and 21 in this series episode 23 i dealt with capture points and episode 21 i dealt with capturing and actually dealt with emails and i think it was episode 19. but if you're anything like anita you'd be struggling with understanding the landscape what happens with what we call time demands As they enter your system so let me just do a quick recap of the process that we use to study tasks here at schedule you and the task management and time blocking podcast so we start off the very beginning with the definition of a time demand and a time demand is an individual and internal personal commitment to complete an action in the future so it's always internal and it's always individual and it belongs to you. It's kind of like a promise that you make to yourself. So in the universe of all tasks, there are the few that you have promised to yourself that you would do later. And those are the ones that we call time demands. So time demands are psychological in nature. They get created when you make a brand new commitment. And when you make that commitment, things change. Life changes, right? Until you make that commitment, nothing happens. So an inbox of email collects messages, but it collects what we call potential time demands. Until you read them, they don't actually turn into actual time demands. So an email comes into an email inbox. It sits there for however long it sits. And while it's there, it's a potential time demand. Eventually, you read it, and at the point at which you read it, it becomes an actual time demand if you decide that it needs to be a time demand. Otherwise, you just delete it and move on. right? Also, if you have a bright idea and decide to write it down or capture it in your software or your smartphone, those are all actual time demands. Why? Because you're, you've decided that you're going to execute that. So they enter your system. And what we call these places where these time demands are stored is, we give them a fancy name, capture points. So your email inboxes are capture points. Paper Pad could be a capture point. Uh, I use Google Keep as my capture point. They're the point of entry of actual and potential time demands into your system. So they come into these places and then they sit there waiting for you to do something about them. Okay. All right. Great. So, Anna, Anita, has a number of capture points that we mentioned. Well, we focused the story only on email. So, she has email coming in, potential time demands. She has 3,500 that she's not processed, at least. As she goes through them, she has to go through a process and this entire episode is all about what's called emptying. So emptying is the process of converting a, or, or of handling a potential or actual time demand so that it ends up somewhere else in your system outside of a capture point. Whew, what does that mean all mean? Well, a capture point is supposed to be a place of temporary storage, kind of like a kitchen sink. So a kitchen sink is a place that you put dirty dishes. It's not a place of long-term storage, right, or permanent storage. Now, I know some people, but for most of, you know, the idea of a kitchen sink is that you temporarily store dirty dishes and glasses and cutlery. And then you clean them at some later point using probably a batch. You know, you, after dinner, everybody's putting their stuff in the or they put their stuff in the, 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 the washing machine if you use one of those, same idea, washing machine is a capture point as well, and then you clean them all at the same time or one after the other. Right? So an inbox or a, a place where you capture the very first um, write down or type in that idea that you want to have so that you can save it and, and look at it later. That first place, a digital location or a physical location like a paper pad, those are all capture points. And if you treat them like a kitchen sink, well, that's basically the whole idea that we'll be talking about today. Now I've kind of given away the answer here, and normally we don't do that, but I want to have you have that idea as we talk about Anita and the problem that she faces and what one that most of us face. Because, you know, the truth is, we want to deal with these capture points effectively. We don't want email inboxes of thousands of email. We don't want, uh, uh, as I said, I use Google Keep. I don't want my Google Keep to have 300 um, potential time demands sitting there or actual time demands that I have entered previously and are waiting to be processed. I don't want a paper pad that has 40 items on it. And have it just grow indefinitely. Instead I want them to be manageable because it gets overwhelming when you have too many tasks kind of hanging out there in limbo. You know you're interested in doing them but you have not made a final decision about what to do about them. So they're kind of in this temporary storage place like a kitchen sink. Or if you're into manufacturing, uh, a receiving dock, or if you're uh, into medicine, an uh, 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 emergency room, all temporary places of storage, where something is meant to happen, a decision is meant to be made, so that it gets moved out. Okay, so we often think that when our capture points become overfull, that the problem is other people. They shouldn't be sending us so many messages, right? And they're the ones who are leading us into overwhelm. But if you've been around the block for a little bit, you may think that maybe I'm part of the problem because I write down everything that I want to do as soon as the thought comes into my head. I'm good that way. Maybe you've doubted yourself and said, maybe I shouldn't be good that way. Maybe I shouldn't be writing everything down because it just creates a backlog and then I get overwhelmed when I can't get to it. Hmm. As these backlogs add up, you end up feeling... Like you're falling behind. You end up feeling as if you're not effective, that you're not competent. Some eventually fall through the cracks because if you're not keeping up with them, then something gets lost in the backlog and something important gets overlooked. Inside, you could really get frustrated because you think, you know, I should be able to do this. I don't understand why I'm not able to. And as that backlog grows, your anxiety grows with it because you, you, you know that there's something in there that you've not put your eyes on or something that you wrote down that you haven't yet processed and it's waiting to cause mischief because you've not gotten to it in a timely manner. Overall, sometimes there's been a feeling of, of failure that you're not good enough. Sometimes people doubt themselves so much that they even turn down promotions, they pass by opportunities, they turn them down, they take the motions, they change jobs. They do all kinds of things, you know, just because they don't want to deal with all of this backlog of items that they may be committed to, but they have not processed. And overall, you know, it, it, this is not a case of getting one email a day the way we used to do back in 1995. Back then, it was easy. Emptying your inbox back then was simple. Now it's become a multi-headed hydra. If you have multiple inboxes, you use social media accounts, you use different apps. Now you have lots of <clears throat> capture points hanging out out there. And this is what we talked about in episode 23, that app developers and companies, Slack, WhatsApp, um, uh, Twitter, Telegram, they're all giving you more inboxes to manage. And you've got to do some work to consolidate them into as few inboxes as possible where you can. Because if you don't really handle this problem, guess what? We're, 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 I suspect that we're like at the tip of the iceberg here. This is like just the beginning. What's going to happen in the future is that more capture points are going to open up. And we're going to be, need to be even more skilled whenever we decide to work on a on, on doing or emptying. And we may try random improvements because right now most people are just trying desperately. They They do what Anita does, which is coming on weekends and sick days and okay, discretionary time. But at some point, discretionary time runs out. It's not good enough. And you try to, okay, let me try this app. Let me try this technique. Let me try different things that you think might do the job. And they're kind of random because they really know better than luck. They don't really come from a an analysis of what's going on. But the analysis and the deep dive is necessary because that That's what will get you to the deeper solution here because the solution to the problem that I'm mentioning is not apparent. It's not an easy problem and it keeps changing because new technology comes in, your task volume is increasing, your email volume is increasing. Everything is changing as you're going along so we're talking about a moving target. So today we're going to try to get at what's the mechanism behind emptying and why If you could become really good at it, maybe it might take you, uh, give you some progress. Some people say they don't even bother with that because all they need to do is just, some people just press delete on all of their email at the end of the year, and they just delete everything and start all over again. For most people, that's not not a, a real solution. Chances are, when you do that, you're throwing away something important. But hopefully today... You won't have to resort to those kinds of extreme tactics. Hopefully, today you get some a little bit of peace of mind by making some progress, by understanding the world of emptying, and how it needs to, uh, an entirely different approach. So, in the old world that we're coming from, email and and handling your your capture points were are just basically a nuisance. They're just this thing that you have to do between projects, between meetings, between the real work and this is kind of the pseudo work, the kind of stuff that you need to do to stay out of trouble but it's not work work. Well as we go into some solutions here I'm gonna offer a different point of view and so us make a note about this different point of view so mm-hmm. that I don't forget it but It'd be a departure from the idea that dealing with our capture points is just a nuisance because you know our way of the way anyone deals with a capture point is to take the time demand out of the capture point and put it somewhere else Um, and we actually only have five choices about what we can do with our time demand once we take it from a capture point we can add it to a list put it in a schedule delete it or get rid of it, void it, say that we're not going to do it again. We can store some aspect of it in a, like for example in a, a address book or a list of passwords and then we can then get rid of it or we can act on it immediately. So we can act on it to complete the time demand right there in the moment so those are five ways that we human beings have of disposing of time demands when we're doing or emptying okay okay so if you can relate to this problem maybe there's some interventions that you can make in your regular behaviors in the emptying that comes between capturing and the five that i just mentioned the five options the movement just to reiterate, I'm, I'm, I'm using my hands a lot on the video, but if you're listening, you may not catch this. Time demands come in via capturing. They get dealt with or decided on by emptying, where you enter capture points, and they get disposed of by listing, scheduling, acting now, storing, and and deleting or removing. Okay? So. In my case, you know, I've, I've had to make a switch and the switch is not complete because it's still morphing and changing as I go along. But I definitely was in that world of email as a nuisance to be put into the spare time, sort of the spare time that I had during the day. I had real work and I had this email work that I sort of did on the side. But here's the first solution I wanna to offer to you that I mentioned before. So instead of thinking of this activity of emptying as a nuisance, as something that you do in your spare time, I want you to consider that you could move it to the prime time. In other words, it's the most important activity you do every day. Not each day, but every day. What do I mean by that? All right, there's things that you may do that are more important than that, but... This is the only one that you have to do every day, which is to spend quality time managing your capture points and emptying them of their time demands. So on a on a sort of a low level, this is just a chore, you know, a mindless chore. But on another level it's not, because as you as you perform this activity. You're actually time blocking, you're creating lists in your task management software, you're establishing commitments, you're getting rid of a whole bunch of noise so that you can focus on the few time demands that would move the needle. This process of triage, this decision process, deserves the best time of the day. Why? Because it sets up the entire day for success. When you jump into the day and you don't do those activities it makes life really hard it leads to overwhelm it, you, you all of a sudden during the day things start popping into your mind or the consequences start coming in through email or through other means things start happening because you're not managing yourself well great management maybe mastery is my Emptying my moving time demands from capture points into other parts of my system is the most important activity I do every day, and I must do it every day, okay? It's the most important recurring activity. And then just to reiterate, in case you missed it before, it may not be the most important activity on a given day, But of the recurring activities that you do every day, this is it. There's nothing more important than this one. Okay? Maybe eating. (laughs) But in the world of task management and the world of being a professional, uh, being a knowledge worker, this is it. It doesn't get any more important than this. So in this context, where's the real villain here? What's the real problem? Who is the source of the problem? Well, if you pause for a moment, you might say that the, you know, the, 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 the reason if you have a kitchen sink that's overflowing two, three, four, five days of unwashed plates and it's not because the kids are eating too much or if, you're a, if you have an emergency room and there are more patients coming in than you're able to manage. It's not because people are having too many accidents. I mean, it's easy to blame the source and say that's what's causing it. Email inbox have 3,000 items like Anita's. Oh, it's those people sending me all this email. Well, on a higher level than just kind of being a victim, it's really a function of your skill. I want you to consider that it's your skill that makes the kitchen sink, the triage, the receiving, de- the, sorry, the emergency room, the receiving dock, skill, competence, structure is what makes them work. Good design. So here we're applying those lessons to our emptying. What's the design of our emptying? So we all do some version of emptying. But the question I ask in my book, Perfect Time-Based Productivity, is at what level? Are you a white belt, yellow belt, orange belt, or green belt? And I help you go through a whole process of analyzing your skills and figuring out where the problems are based on best practices. So maybe the real villain is not them out there. It's over here with us. And if there's any truth to that, then the place for us to look is in more depth to so how well am I emptying? Am I emptying all the way down to empty as the zero inbox, um, or inbox zero, Merlin Mann came up with that. That was basically his point. You should be emptying when you sit down to process your email and don't leave anything behind. Don't leave time demands lingering in capture points. Instead, no, people have taken that to mean that it, you should always leave it empty. But does that make sense? You know, there's all, as I mentioned in a prior podcast, there's always that guy or that woman who, you know, they respond to email super fast. Within a minute, they respond to all of their email. So you should be very suspicious, especially if they report to you, because they're probably not being effective and they're not being efficient at doing anything other than checking and replying to email. They're not really doing work. They're playing the email game like ping pong. So what Merlin Mann was really suggesting was that once, twice, three times a day, whatever you decide on, when you empty you need to empty those capture points all the way down to zero and that's the hallmark of um, uh, mastery in emptying now it probably means in order for you to have the energy to do really good emptying if you do it only once a day you say that you schedule that time you time block the time to do your emptying and that when you do your emptying your, you you bring a lot of energy to it you bring all of your it's not it's not a activity that you leave behind the other important activities. Of course, there's emergencies that always happen. You may not empty that day, and you should know that the first job order of the day, the first thing you need to attend the next day, is to empty that empty that uh, capture point. But the point is that you empty, and then because you know you could empty emergency room, right? And then the minute you, you get the last patient moving out, then more start to arrive, right? It's just like email, you empty. And then as you get the last email and you process it, then more email starts to arrive, right? And that's just the, the, the nature of the nature of the activity. These capture points, especially the automatic ones, are open to the public and anyone can send you something at any time. Now unfortunately, that means they could send it to you send stuff to you that's of high importance and low importance. You could get ninety nine percent potential time demands that never become actual, which means in other words, your noise to signal ratio is ninety nine percent to one. so in the prior podcast, I talked about some some ways of thinking about improving that ratio. but for now, we're just talking about emptying and emptying capture points so for example, I use a program that takes my news newsletters and puts them in a different place. So I don't need to empty because there's no potential time demands over there. I browse it as needed, like I browse a library. But in my main inbox, and this is a battle, but my main inbox gets email that has a 50-75% chance of... Being signaled and has a high probability of creating a time demand as a result of its presence. Okay, that's just one technique. But below the technique that I use and the software I use, which is called Unroll, I'll make a note of it to put it in the slow note, show notes. Below the technique and the software is really what I want you to leave here, whether it is the principle. There's a a set of principles that I'm pointing to here, that the specific names and inboxes and capture points and the terminology I'm using is just kind of a way for us to really get the principles and understand them so that you can apply them to your life because there's no way you can copy what I do. And there's no way what I do can fit you. There's no one size fits all, as you probably are well aware. But there are principles that you can't violate. And there are principles that the most effective people are using that you also must use. So the idea of emptying all the way down to empty, of moving capture points from, sorry, moving time demands from capture points to places of where you can deal with them effectively. The five that I mentioned is a fundamental structure of all human beings who do knowledge work, who do any kind of work where they're dealing with, their they're making time demands. As long as you're making time demands, which is every adult human being, this is what we use. Now, the capture points that we tend to use most as humans is our brain. We tend to use our memory most of all. And you probably know enough, you're listening to this podcast, that that's a bad idea for most people, right? And you probably are working to not use memory. And instead, to use better quality capture points. Because memory is a very low quality capture capture point for time demands. I probably won't have to explain that to you. So, if you're the villain in this story, (laughs) you want to examine the process that you currently use, establish a baseline. Come up with an idea of the skills that you have and ask yourself, how can I improve them so that I don't end up like um, Anita? And what Anita does is very popular. You know, her, what, 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 her coming in on a weekend to, to, to sort of catch up and, and, and em- do her emptying when there's very little incoming um, time demands. We call it a kamikaze weekend. I mentioned this in the last podcast as well, kamikaze weekend. But kamikaze weekends don't fix anything. They're just a a, a band-aid. So empty your capture points on a schedule. Empty them all the way down to zero. And stay out of the temptation of doing kamikaze weekends. Those are the, the, the three practices I actually ask you to measure your capacity or your ability to empty in my book. Okay. But take it now as, you know, if, if once this podcast is over, if you write down the different skills that I mentioned and think through how well you're doing at each one. Of course, you're welcome to buy my book and, and do it in a more formal way. And then there's all the programs like our Rapid Assessment System, which you can very quickly assess Emptying and the other 12 skills that make up your task management. You can also attend my, my live training, New Habits, which I do online or in person. These are three, three, all three options that you can use to at the, basically do a diagnostic of your emptying so that you can find those Pareto improvements. The 20% of the improvements you need to make, that will give you 80% of the results you want to accomplish or achieve. So I'd love to get some feedback or questions based on what I've said so far. Just visit my website and send me a note or contact me on social. I'm on Twitter. I'm on LinkedIn. You can link with me there. Um, This isn't the end of the podcast. There's a little bit more coming up where I want to tell you about uh, our next episode and why you should tune in then. So keep listening. There's more to come. Thinking of attending the next Task Management and Time Blocking Virtual Summit? Here's a 25% instant saving on your purchase of any ticket or content package. Simply visit timeblockingsummit.info slash subscribe-to-podcast. And here's a clip from our next episode with our guest, Danielle Bailey. Well, I mean, surely they, they wonder what's wrong with them, right? Because we've gotten to this point ourselves. Somehow we've gotten here and they wonder what's wrong with them. It's very defeating to be in a situation where it's obvious things aren't working, Mm -hmm. but we're still doing things and we're still getting the same results, but we don't know how to measurably change. Mm -hmm. So I I do think that, you know, they lose self-confidence. There's something wrong with them. Sometimes we get so exhausted that decision fatigue sets in. So and if you want to leave a comment about this episode or any aspect of the work that we're doing here at the task management and time blocking podcast you can go over to www.replytofrancis.info and send me either a message uh, by text or send me a voice message a voice note and as you probably know we have a couple of places that you can interact with other people talk about this episode one is at the community mightytaskers.scheduleu.org and you'll see the link in the show notes. And the other, of course, is our upcoming task management and time blocking summit coming up in March. Two outstanding opportunities to interact with other people about the ideas that you've heard on this podcast or any of the other episodes that are coming up. And if you'd like to support the work we're doing, I invite you to click on the Patreon link below to make a donation. And please don't forget to like our show and recommend it to others on iTunes, Stitcher, Google, or whatever podcast, app, or service you're using. This is Francis Wade. I'm signing out. I hope to see you on a future episode. And until then, take care and all the best. See you later.